Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Got a great show with you all tonight. Going to talk about uh, points against the spread. Uh, Friday, Thursday's pick them. Uh, this is not Friday show. Remember Friday show, we kind of talked the biggest games in the NFL and maybe a few college football games as well. Uh, I will talk about the uh, my picks against the spread, I'll, I'll talk about last week's. Uh, I think it was like one and four. Rough week last week. But also uh, Ice Cube. Uh, I talked about this story early last summer, I want to say, that uh, the rapper's uh, big three league. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Record it comes on uh, during the summertime, a few weeks after the finals, uh, usually around late June, July. Ends in August. Uh uh, he had made the accusation that the NBA was uh, telling um, sponsors not to deal with the big three and whatnot. And now the Department of Justice, according to TMZ, they're investigating the NBA on that. I'll talk about that story as well. Uh, Dana White, Bud Light. Now they've got an advertisement with the UFC. Uh, they're getting far away from that whole marketing blunder with the whole transgender thing going back to April uh, as far as they can. I'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But first, let's go ahead and get our only break out of the way. I'll give you a quick take on tonight's game, Buffalo and Tampa, here in about 49 seconds. Stand by, folks. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then, quick take here, quick take, folks. Okay, tonight, Buffalo, uh, Tampa at Buffalo, nice weather up in Orchard Park, New York. Uh, Tampa is, is turning into the team that I said I thought they would turn into as the season went along. They're on a two-game losing streak, losing to Atlanta uh, last week. And then the week before that, they, they blown out by Detroit at home. Now they're on the road, and their defensive tackle, Vitavia, is out. Uh, it opened up things for uh, the Bills. Now, of course, Bills have a slew of injuries on their own, on their defensive line, and at linebacker, uh, it's Ed Oliver's up to a last-minute, uh, questionable to the last-minute type of player himself. He's their defensive tackle there. Uh, so I, I think Buffalo will probably win this game at home. I'm not sure about that nine-and-a-half spread, though. I wouldn't touch that spread with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Pickle says Baker be Baker. 
uh, the players they do got left, maybe Von Miller can get to Baker Mayfield and they should be able to win that game. Don't know if they blow these guys out or not. Uh, I, I will say this. I will say this about Buffalo. Uh, would it be a blessing in disguise if Buffalo did lose tonight and Stefan Diggs pushed management over the line and they traded Stefan Diggs by the trade deadline coming up next week on Tuesday, uh, which is Halloween the 31st. Just saying, that would probably be the best case scenario for the Bills. I think Sean McDermott, regardless of what happens tonight, I think he is on the hot seat and it's getting hotter as this season goes along. Mind you, they they lost to the Patriots last week, all right? Um, and then, of course, they lost to... Um, they lost to Jacksonville two weeks ago, so uh, they're reeling. They've got uh, they they're uh, getting some issues here offensively. Uh, Josh uh, Allen has has regressed. Uh, do you want to blame Ken Dorsey and not having Brian the ball? Does the head coach, which he should be, he's the head coach. Does McDermott get that blame? I say he should. Uh, I think they need an offensive-minded head coach up there to help get that running game going on a consistent basis and and keep uh, Josh Allen intact. All that is coming into uh, uh, play as a storyline for the Bills for the rest of the season, not just tonight, folks. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. Uh, but I do think they'll find a way to win tonight, okay? Don't think it's going to be the greatest game. When have these Thursday games been good? I can't think of one that's been good this year, folks. I I, I, I simply cannot think of one. Uh, maybe it, it's kind of bad karma for the NFL to sell out to a an Amazon when we're in this uh, high inflation times when people really can't afford to watch it. NFL gets a little greedy. Uh, but these games haven't been good. They have not been good. Uh, I can't think of any. I think there was one good game last year, and I think that was the Chargers in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, you're getting a lot of blowouts. Remember, Kansas City beat Denver a few weeks ago, uh, nineteen to uh, nineteen to eight, and it was a garbage game where Russell Wilson looked uh, Russell Wilson looked terrible. Pickles, so uh, a lot to be said about nothing. <laughs> and I've got Amazon. I've got Amazon. It's a write off because of the sports stuff. I can write it off on the sports scope usage, but my thing is. Is it's uh, it? it I, I, I'm usually downloading the show, and I have to keep my internet plugged in. Uh, if I go on my phone, it seems like it's just a little bit behind the actual scoring. Uh, I, I'm just not a big fan of it. The quality's good. Uh, the, the picture is good, but it, it seems like the speed can be a little bit off sometimes. The speed of the game. So, and I tell you what, more than one time, Al Michaels has complained about the games. So. But he took the bag and he took the job. So it is what it is. Right, Pickles? <laughs> um, a few storylines, folks, before I get into uh, my points against the spread uh, portion of, of, of the show here. There was a story out with the Washington Commanders, and it is about the Okay, commanders to hire Eugene Sheehan to bolster analytics department. Uh, owner Josh Harris, remember, we've got a new owner here. 
This is the guy who owns the 76ers. Uh, this, this, the team was recently sold here uh, from Daniel Snyder and family uh, over the summer here. So, so they've got this guy. Uh, professional organizations have strong analytics departments, made a first step in making sure his new team has the same. Uh, Ron Rivera was a big analytics guy when he started with uh, Carolina Panthers. It got him behind. Uh, he was in the verge of being fired like his first year. He asked John, the late great John Madden about it because uh, when to go for it, uh, when not to go for it, uh, when to go for two, all this wild stuff, you know, and on fourth down and everything. And uh, John Madden said, whatever book you got, you need to throw that away. Every game has its own identity. Uh, and you, you should probably go with your gut uh, because you never know what identity uh, is going to happen. Then Riverboat Ron, that's correct, Riverboat Ron was born. Uh, started going for it and uh, took a lot of chances, and it paid off that year. You know, he's won Coach of the Year twice. Uh, hasn't really had the quarterback with the commanders. I mean, he's got Sam Howell now, and he's uh, he's got uh, – who was the other guy? Heineke. I mean, he, he's never really had a great quarterback, per se, uh, he had Cam Newton, but Cam Newton was real caught up in the whole fashion game and everything. He had one really good season back in 2015 where Cam got the MVP and got the Super Bowl. Uh, but he was never right after um, not going for that fumble Cam was in that particular game. But uh, my thing is, uh, Rivera is on the hot seat as well. Uh, this this guy is going to be playing nice early. This Josh Harris but my guess is he'll probably move off Rivera, and Rivera have four or five defensive coordinator job opportunities come up next year. If not, maybe one more head coaching job with the right situation. Uh, but I, I do think that this week's game is huge for him. Uh, they lost to the Giants team they should have beat last week. Uh, they're they are six and a half point underdogs against this. Um, Philadelphia Eagle team. Now, I'll say this. Uh, oh, God. Losing track of thought. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is, uh, he's got a knee brace on and been limited in practice all week. He's not going to be running around much. They do have a weak secondary in Washington, and I just called off all these gaudy stats by A.J. Brown. Uh, a big a win this week would be huge for the Commanders. They have a good shot. They, they have a good shot, but um, I'm not sure if they do. That is not one of my games against the spread, but that is a storyline going into this week. Already hiring the analytics guy. My guess is he'll probably move the whole management team out, and he'll probably replace uh, the GM and Ron Rivera at the end of the season, I would expect a semi-house cleaning. I know that certain players have been already re-signed. Uh, they've got guys like Che. Uh, by the way, if they lose, if they lose this week, uh, a possible Chase Young could be traded uh, because he's in a contract year. It, and Montez Sweat, two edge rushers there. They've got guys like Allen and Deron Payne already under contract. So there's some storylines 
behind that Commanders game beyond just the Commanders playing the Philadelphia Eagles, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game to keep up with. And the Commanders have a great shot. Don't get me wrong. They beat. They were the first team to beat uh, Philadelphia last year. And this year, remember, they went into overtime. And uh, Philadelphia edges them out in overtime as well. So um, food for thought coming in on Sunday. Uh, okay, Kansas City, Denver. Looks like they're going to play again this weekend. You know, I was reading over this morning. Kansas City is plus 73-point differential in the league. I want to say they're third behind Philadelphia and San Francisco. Uh, They're they're like 50 points, point differential, which means difference in beating opponents. And uh, uh, for their whole division, for their their division, I thought the Chargers would be much better. Uh, People – they're just not responding to Brandon Staley. Denver's been a mess. The Raiders are the Raiders. And, you know, I, I just got to thinking, I thought to myself, man, you know, um, this this Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes combo is starting to turn into Bill Belichick, uh, Tom Brady, uh, where, where, where the chemistry is just so good with coach quarterback and what they do. That, that no matter the mistakes they might make in free agency, uh, no matter injuries, it just seems like that they've got a hold on that division and they've got a hold on the conference. Now, it's early still. we got 10 games left, folks. we got 10 games left. Uh, I don't think my, uh, Kels will hold up this year. I do see Rice playing well, the receiver there, and I do like the, the 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 running backs offensively. Everybody else, Valdez, Scandalin, or whatever, those guys are all hit and miss for for Mahomes. But it, you're starting to get that vibe there from Kansas City, especially if they find a way to 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 win this uh, this year. Uh, I thought they would take a step back because I thought they got a little bit. Uh, uh, risque to say with their tackle situation and uh with, with chris jones so but chris jones they end up re-signing him to a one-year deal uh they did not bring back frank clark i think he signed elsewhere uh so that that's food for thought for kansas city though uh where they're going to start turning into an unlike team i don't know i, I really like patrick mahomes uh i like andy reed Andy Reid has had some personal tragedy with with his two sons. I empathize with that. Um, They're not being accused of cheating, not yet per se, like the Patriots have. Uh, The arrogance is not quite, and the cold briskness of Belichick uh, is not getting like that. They do have a general manager. Hopefully the Hunt family will learn uh, from, from the Crafts not to give Andy Reid too much power like the the Patriots have gave uh, Belichick. And I think all that's going to come to hold this year. I know they won last week, the Patriots. But uh, I really hope that – by the way, I mean, Belichick was re-signed over the summer. He was re-signed over the summer. I didn't mention too much about that days leading up. That came out Sunday. Uh, But that being said, I've heard that – 
for years with uh, college coaches, professional coaches, and being and being fired the next year. But I do think that um, if Kraft is wise, he will say we have to hire a, an actual general manager and a and a better scouting department. Bill, we, we can't continue uh, to do this, you know. Uh, and, and Pickle says maybe Mike Evans will be traded. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. We have this thing coming up this week. Uh, Evans is – he's just 30 years old. I thought he was two or three years older than that, uh, which means there's two or three good years left in Mike Evans. Uh, I can see them trading Evans. <clears throat> I could see them trading Evans to a AFC team. Yes, that, that is a good call there. Uh, I'm out of Nashville. The Titans are our two and a half point underdogs because nobody knows who the quarterback is going to be. I think that's a pretty good play. Even I didn't put it in my top five. The more I think about it, maybe I should. Uh, even if it is a Will Levis and you got a Malik Willis coming in for a possession or two, I think that's all uh, smoke and mirrors. Will Levis will probably play the whole game if not 99% of it, per se, if if uh, Tannehill can't make it, which he didn't practice today. I don't think Tannehill's going to play this weekend. But there are talks that maybe the Titans could trade a Hopkins, you know, who they just recently signed, um, which would tell me that signing was bad, you know, even though his numbers are good. Numbers are really, really good. So uh, that's a lot of stuff to think about over the weekend, particularly if these teams lose. And I do expect Tampa to lose this week. Uh, but they're still competitive in that god-awful division, you know. But anyways, um, and I actually will talk about one of the NFC teams here in just a second. And, yeah, Pickle says uh, Ravens could be looking at Derrick Henry. Some people have thrown out the Cowboys for Derrick Henry. Cowboys would be a better fit for Henry. Uh, and plus, I think, Dow, uh, you know, I think maybe the Titans can talk more out of Jerry Jones. For Derrick Henry, where you have a power back um, and you have a speed back with a Tony Pollard. Uh, they've had their red zone woes today, but I do expect Dallas to play play well and shine this week, actually, folks. Okay? All righty then. Okay. Okay, so last week, I want to say I was one and four. I had Pittsburgh. Let's talk about some picks against the spread. I had Pittsburgh uh, coming off the bye, going out to uh, L.A. Uh, I thought their pass rush would play well. I thought Kenny Pickett would play well. Uh, Jaron Warren and that running game would play well. All that come to fruition. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Pittsburgh gets that win. Not so much in Detroit, uh, getting three that were blown out last week. I was wrong about that. We talked about that. By the way, Lamar Jackson's 15-1 against the NFC, folks. Uh, he's 15-1 against the NFC. Keep that in mind. I will go back to that point here in just a little bit. Uh, Washington, uh, I was wrong about Washington. That's why I just talked about earlier with Ron Rivera's seat getting hotter. And uh, a whole new makeover up there in, in Washington. They, they lose to a banged-up Giants team. I was wrong about that as well. You guys know that I, I own it. I own it when um, when things don't go right, okay? 
Uh, I had the Browns winning, but they did not cover. They did not cover. Remember, they won by one point. There were some questionable calls. Uh, uh, Jim Irsay complained, and the league said they got a few calls wrong. And, of course, uh, I was wrong about the Chargers getting five and a half. They actually got beat by 14. So one and four last week, five and oh the week before that, way over 55%, which is considered a professional gambler for the season. So I'm doing pretty well. All things considered. All righty then. Okay. Now, this week. All right. Um, boy, these guys may beat me, but I don't think they will. Okay. The Saints. Uh, come off a close loss last Thursday. Uh, a lot of frustration in the locker room with, with, with New Orleans losing to Jacksonville like that. Uh, getting a little bit healthier. They've had 10 days to prepare. They are a, a point and a half. What That's it. One point and a half favorites against the Indianapolis Colts, who are a feisty team. Remember, this Saints team just a couple of weeks ago. They blew out the Patriots 34 to nothing at New England, okay? Uh, I don't think that they don't have that many injuries. Uh, they're going to be pretty fresh coming up into Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, I, I saw Derek Carr get on to uh, Chris Olave. He did not uh, run out a, uh, a deep ball against the cornerback for Jacksonville. So I feel like that they're ironing out some things. You know, you got new people together, new quarterback, new new uh, new players and whatnot. And I think over these past 10 days, uh, Carr's not the most talented guy, but he is a pretty good leader. He's a pretty good leader. Remember they went through all that turmoil the year that uh, John Gruden got forced to step down and uh, uh, sued the league over the racist comments or whatever about one of the uh, uh, the player PA guy, whatever his name is. Uh, but remember, they got to the playoffs that year and played the Bengals really well. A lot of turmoil that year with the Raiders. So this year, or this game particularly, uh, with those holes in the secondary of the Colts, I know they're feisty, uh, play good one week, not so much the next week, uh, gave, a, gave a strong effort and a good fight towards the Cleveland Browns, but I think Gardner Minshew is going to go back to being Gardner Minshew. He's throwing against Marshawn Lattimore now, and um, I think it'll be a feisty, hard-fought game, but I do think the Saints snapped their losing streak because I do think that Tampa's going to lose tonight, and uh, they're going to be in good position to get back in first place. I think Tennessee will beat, beat Atlanta also. So they, they're they at a dogfight in the NFC South. So 24-21, they cover that point and a half. The Saints, uh, I really like them to go on the road and beat the Colts, even though it will be a good hard-fought game there up there in Indianapolis Pickles this Sunday. So that's one of them right there. Uh, this other one, I was really shocked, man. There's no respect. Uh, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron Jordan should get after Gardner Minshew Pickles. Uh, I could see that, you know, I, I can see that. Uh, they're going to be feisty, though. They got a good running game. Uh, the Saints are used to that. They're used to playing close games other than beating up on the on the Patriots. But so, yeah, uh, you know, I was really surprised uh, that Houston is only three point favorites against Carolina. Listen, 
Carolina's 0-6. You talk about a frustrated owner. This David Tepper guy, I've got a uh, – I just bought me a really nice uh, – this is a Black & Decker uh, new toaster, toaster oven right here, right beside me. And got a huge thing of Pop-Tarts, you know. But I could see David Tepper every Sunday taking one of these things and just throwing it against the wall, you know. Uh, Frank Wright says he, he, he has limited patience. He, he's very demanding. Uh, and he says, so are we, and blah, blah, blah. David Tepper is, is really frustrated. Uh, but they're both coming off bye weeks. Carolina's coming off a bye week, uh, plus C.J. Stroud's coming off a bye week. Two rookie quarterbacks, number one and number um, – was it number two or number three? Yeah, uh, the top two players in the draft here, or, or top three, I guess. Top three players in the draft because I think Houston traded back up to two. Uh, to get um, Will Anderson, and it turned out to be pretty good little payoff there. Remember Carolina, folks, they beat Pittsburgh uh, decisively. They beat Jacksonville decisively. Yes, uh, they, they have lost a few games here, but this is a very interesting game here. Uh, this this Twitter site I, I follow called NFL Rookie Watch says C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young uh, first faced each other when they were in the seventh grade, you guys believe that? When they were in the seventh grade, uh, at that time, they didn't know each other. But at the end of the uh, high school, they were like brothers. Young finished high school as a number one prospect out of California, and Stroud was number three. Young ended up committed to Alabama. We know Stroud went to Ohio State, where they both played college ball in April. Uh, they were taking one and two overall. Uh, I thought that, that, that Young would be more accurate like Stroud was. Uh, but I thought Stroud would be good because I told you I thought Stroud was the better prospect, judging by what he played against Georgia, which is NFL competition. And throughout the season, I know he had a rough game against um, Michigan last year, but I liked Stroud, but I was still a little hesitant because he came out of Ohio State, and we know Ohio State quarterbacks have not fared well. In the NFL, my lifetime, I've been watching for about 35 years, Pickles. So, uh, but that being said, I mean, this Houston team's really good. Maybe Carolina gets J.C. Horn back at cornerback. That would help the Carolina defense. He has been a much-missed cornerback. That is the, the son of Joe Horn, and a, not a good, a excellent cornerback. He might come back, but there has not been any definite uh, yes or no. So it sounds like I, I don't know if he's going to be back uh, Sunday against Carolina. So I definitely like Houston to, to give Carolina their seventh loss here and easily pickles, easily cover that three, 27-21. Houston gets the win over Carolina. Um, not quite there yet. They're going to have to really pump up that offensive line to get uh, Bryce Young available, but it looks like he's a little fragile. He's already missed a game. Um, and, and I think this guy, the little bit of hair he's got left, this David Tepper is going to be pulling it out a little bit more come Sunday. Uh, again, I like Houston to cover that three points on the road off the bye week. C.J. Stroud plays great again and beats that Carolina team. Okay. Um. What I'll say it was somebody else said this, but I also know that 
Uh, Fox Sports is Colin Coward says this all the time. Beware of good teams who get blown out, particularly in primetime games. Uh, this one wasn't a primetime game, but it, it was the Detroit Lions. This particular Lions team uh, last week, uh, I talked earlier about this. If you look at a um, uh, Lamar Jackson, 15 and one, I should have known that. 15 and one against NFC teams, his speed and the wrinkles they have on offense. And by the way, Todd Munkin, I think it was his brother. Uh, I think it's a younger brother of Todd Munkin, like Sports Scope on Facebook. Uh, I want to say this guy is, is Anthony Munkin. I want to say, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I uh, appreciate the like, buddy. I, Todd Munkin is the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. Uh, I think this is a, a younger brother or something because I looked them up and they're both from a small town out of Illinois. Uh, but anyways, getting a little bit off track here. Okay, now, Lions are going to come back strong is my whole point. Um, everybody talked about that game. That was a big game, even though it wasn't in prime time. It was one of the bigger games of the week. Uh both teams leading division, uh, the Ravens on the come up, Detroit's two and a half games up or three games, something like that up in the NFC North. Everybody else was reeling. They're running off with this thing. They come off a blowout, and then they lay a big egg. And they got humiliated, and, and, and Dan Campbell uh, said, hey, listen, we lost every phase of the game. Uh they didn't run the ball well. They they uh, they had some passes, but they only scored six points, and that was it. And they could not stop Lamar uh, to save their life, even though very close game a few years ago. Uh, I, I had forgotten about that game back in 21. I remember now the Ravens had a slew of injuries in that game. So now my point is, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo may be back Monday night. That's where they're – leaning towards with the Raiders, but they're playing at Detroit. Detroit lost 38-6. to This game will be played Monday night in Detroit. I think Detroit covers that eight and a half, and they beat the Raiders. Um, I'm thinking probably 27-17. to They win by 10 and get that cover. Uh, Detroit plays really well. On Monday night, they get after it. Uh, with Hutchison and that pass rush, uh, more of a traditional team, pro-style team. I really like Detroit to play well in cover pickles on Monday night. That's my third game here, okay? Who could it be now? Let's see. We've got a part two here. Okay. Yeah, 27-17. Lions win and cover. Okay. Alrighty then. Okay, now Dallas. Dallas plays the Rams. Um, a lot of people see the Rams and they get intimidated because the Rams were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They see that Rams. The Rams have a on defense, folks. They still have three guys in their secondary that were late round picks. And they still have a lot of players on their team. Uh, although Puka Nakua, love me some Puka Nakua now. Uh, this guy's having a rookie 
year like nobody's business. It's a toss-up between him and C.J. Stroud, okay? But anyways, uh, Dallas, if you guys don't recall, when Cooper Rush was playing for Dallas last year, they went on the road and they handled, they handled uh, uh, the Rams with, with uh, Stafford in there. 22 to 10, beat them in L.A., barely broke a sweat, had a defensive touchdown. Um, I don't – now, listen, Dallas uh, – by the way, Pittsburgh played the Rams last week, roughed them up a little bit. Now they got to go on a road to Dallas. Dallas coming off his bye week. Uh, Tony Pollard, that run game, that pass rush. Yeah, they'll get some punch back, but I think Dallas will win this game. Uh also, 27-17, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Do I think they're a touchdown better at home against that Rams offensive line and and, and uh, a, a Dallas team coming off a of bye week? And it's an early start time, Pickles. That's huge for your running backs. It's a – yeah, Dallas, that's weird, right? They never play in a 1 o'clock Eastern time window, but they do this week. Uh, 1 o'clock time – Eastern window, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas kind of got their got their uh, got their legs back when they beat the Chargers last Monday night. This past Monday night, they had last week off. They've got this team uh, coming in one o'clock early start, one o'clock Eastern start time in Dallas against this Ram team. Uh, I see Tony Pollard having a big game against these guys, and I think this defense will tee off. Uh, Dan Quinn's defense will play well against this Rams team, and they'll win by 10 and cover. They will cover that six-and-a-half-point spread on Sunday. Okay, I missed the game, and I'm going to have to go back and get it. Okay, let's see. One more here, folks. One more. Try to see where it says Saints, Houston, Raiders, Dallas. And Phoenix, Baltimore. Okay. Now, I just mentioned Lamar Jackson is 15 and one against the NFC. Okay. They're playing at Arizona. Now, Kyler Murray's supposed to be playing full participant. Okay. Full participant. It will be played at Arizona uh, Sunday afternoon. Now, that being said, Roquan Smith, I had a hell held out a few days. Now he's back practicing again. Uh, Baltimore's defense, this is the healthiest they've been in two years. You saw the way they played against um, you saw the way they played uh, against Detroit. All right. On the road, there's eight and a half point favorites. A lot of people's gonna be scared away from that. All right. A lot of people, by the way, Zach Ertz out. I think he's on injured reserve. Uh, that's their tight end. And Hollywood Brown could possibly be traded as well. But um, he's the guy that that requested to get away from Lamar. Now Lamar's on top. Lamar's wanting to stick it to this guy, you know. Uh, again, 15-1 and one, Lamar Jackson against NFC teams. Uh, Arizona's in the NFC, folks, okay. Uh, I don't know how one game – Starting the season, new coach, new system. I don't know how Kyler Murray could play great. Here's my here's my prediction. 
they'll look good early. They'll look good. That Baltimore defense will get after um, uh, that Baltimore defense will be caught off guard early with Kyler Murray. But as the game goes on, uh, the Ravens pull away. They pull away and they win um, 24 to 13 and they will cover that eight and a half. I really like the Ravens, even on the road. Probably have a lot of Raven fans there in Phoenix. Uh, Kyler Murray coming back, but first first game, first game back in the middle of the season. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. New coach, new system against that Baltimore Raven defense. Uh, you're putting the NFC team against an Arizona, uh, against a, Balt- uh, a Raven team that's red hot right now. And we saw that Arizona secondary, what Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup did against them. Uh, I think they'll have another really good game. It'll be close early, uh, pull away late. Uh, Baltimore wins in covers. So that's my five games there, folks. Okay. And for some reason, I accidentally erased that one. Wins and covers. I have to write this stuff down. Um, again, I just did that one off the top of my head, but I had that one in AZ Sunday 8.5. Yeah. So I like the big favorites. I like, I like the pickle says, yeah, that's about right. About, about 27 to 13, 24 to 13. Um, again, maybe the first drive Murray will look okay. And then Roquan Smith will be running him down, and then you're going to get some turnovers, and then the Ravens pull away. Okay, so that that's about how I see that one. Uh, again, the same thing with Dallas. Uh, I like I like I like the big favorites this way. I like Detroit. I like Dallas off the bye week against the Rams, and I like the Ravens. And the other ones are just closer games. The other two, I mean, you know, uh, Houston getting three points. They should definitely beat up on Carolina and cover that. And, of course, the Saints, uh, only a point, point and a half favorite. You win by two, you win. Uh, they they snap their losing streak against the Colts. They get right um, and, and beat the Colts there. So that, those are my five there on that thing. Okay. Let's see where to go at next. All righty then. Now, now, you all may may be familiar. I've talked about this back over the summertime, all right? Um, I talked about uh, the, the the Big Three League. It comes on CBS. Ice Cube started this. It's a three-on-three tournament. Uh, it, it's, um, like I said, it comes on around 1 o'clock Eastern uh, during the summertime. Uh, it's usually around late June, July. Uh, starts and it goes to about August. Okay, it's a, it, it's a, and and they go from city to city and play a series of games. It's a really good league. A lot of former NBA players play in it. Uh, uh, guys that's been retired. Um, yep. And then Pickle says there's a World Series Friday. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know who's gonna win it. I, I think I think uh, Texas may win it, but I don't know. Don't know enough about it. But anyways, so. Anyways, I've talked about this before, all right? And uh, TMZ, uh, Ice Cube said, listen, the NBA, they act, they say things nice publicly, but privately, 
Ice Cube says that 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 the NBA was um, telling sponsors not to do business with the Big Three League, uh, even though it's after the season, after free agency. You can make an argument that maybe in some rare case, but usually it's not because I've watched this stuff. Uh, it, it's the summer league, was, which is young rookie players, second-year players, uh, comes on in oddball times. It's on the NBA TV, a lot of them. Sometimes you'll see some on ESPN and whatever. Uh, but most of the time it's on a lot of those, those summer league with these really young players that nobody's really heard of except for – one or two big-name rookies, you know, like, for instance, women, Yama, people are watching him, per se. But um, but mainly, the the big three, it's a different – it's a tournament style. It's not really uh, – like I said, it, it's usually retired players, guys like Catino Mobley uh, in the league. Uh, Joe Johnson Pickles is playing in the big three league. So, so now TMZ's reported – U.S. Department of Justice is investigating the NBA over alleged antitrust violations targeting Big Three. The NBA uh, squarely in the sights of the United States Department of Justice over accusations. The association worked to torpedo, this article says, Ice Cube's Big Three League allegations. The NBA denies TMZ Sports has learned the DOJ launched the inquiry months ago, probably when he said this. But it just now made the news. Uh, the anti-competitive behavior on part of the NBA aimed at squashing the Big Three's growth. Those allegations were told range from the NBA purposely throwing its weight around to prevent sponsors and other potential partners from doing business with the rap legends to discouraging TV networks carrying the Big Three games. Cuban is business partner Jeff um, Kowitez launched Big Three back in 2017. That was the same year I launched Sportscope in May uh, of 2017. Some current players have expressed the desire to play in Cubes League in the offseason, but we're told as the Big Three sees it, the NBA has prevented guys from doing so, putting arbitrary rules in place to stop players from hopping in Ice Cubes League, even though, even though these guys go play for their own country in the Olympics that is really a bunch of nonsense. And it would be mainly bench players, but it would get these guys some experience. Uh, so that's nonsense. Uh, the big three seasons do not overlap. Of course, uh, the regular currents for the NBA players include some of the biggest stars like LeBron to hoop in the non-NBA games after season, such as LA famed Drew League. So uh, they let LeBron do his thing. Uh, big three officials, according to sources, this article says with an investigation, believe they have been unfairly targeted by the NBA. Also been told NBA owners have been discouraged from investigating, investing in the big three while simultaneously owning a franchise. References uh, haven't been immune either way. So if they do get caught, there will be major fines. Uh, it, it, TMZ said they reached out to the league for comment. NBA spokesperson Mike Bass addressing the allegations and TV network presenting partners told us those claims are not true. Bass added, we've been supportive of Big Three since its inception, but we've declined to invest. Um, 
you know, in life, and I, I found this out a long time ago. A lot of you know me personally, are my friends, and uh, people act like they're for you, but really they don't want to see you succeed. Not everybody, not everybody, when you got a big idea, not everybody wants to see. They, they're all, hey, man, yeah, 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 good, good. And then behind your back, like Ice Cube said, uh, you know, they're either mocking you or they are trying to, uh, they feel threatened, feel threatened by your presence. Now, he, you know, Ice Cube, hip hop mongol, uh, he's a very independent minded person. This guy went to college for a short period of time before the NWA taken off. Uh, he's a much smarter guy, uh, than, than people may may realize. You know, he wrote that movie uh, after speaking with, with the creator of Boys in the Hood. He wrote Friday. He wrote Friday. And I forgot the guy who created Boys in the Hood. Uh, huge, huge uh, filmmaker out of USC. And because he got cast in it, but he asked him, hey, man, how, how do you, how, let me ask you about screenwriting. And they, they went over it and... Um, so, but he wrote Friday. It took him a little while. It took him a few months to write it. But he, he's always been an aspirational person. Uh, he, he doesn't beg people for stuff. I, that's like me. You know, I put out for a, a handful of jobs about two years ago in radio. And I stopped getting, I, I didn't get it. And I thought to myself, you know something, I'll just, I'll just stay what I do. Because I know I'm better than the rest of them. Uh, but I, I don't kiss up to people. Uh, and like Ice Cube said, um, I'm not playing their stupid game. You know, uh, if he wanted to get involved with with, with some shady stuff here uh, and get involved in some, some social issues like ESPN has been involved in and push a bunch of nonsense that he's not really wanting to do, I think he probably would have more support. But they see him as a threat because he's not a person that compromises on anything, and for, for and my main thing is that I believe that he is a. Uh, um, they see him, John Singleton. Thank you. Yeah, John Singleton created uh, Boys in the Hood. You know, and uh, he 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 told Cube how to do it, man. You know, and me and Cube, uh, you know, we're a lot alike. Well, most of you know me, and those of you who've listened to interviews, uh, they know me personally. I don't beg people for crap. I don't beg my guests to come on the program. And he didn't beg the NBA for anything. And I think they got offended by that. Um, but I'll say this. Uh, even though, even if they get a big fine, it's the humiliation. Uh, this will work out better for the big three. Because, I mean, yeah, he's a rapper. Uh, Hip-hop is played at every NBA game you go to. A lot of good hip-hop played at the Memphis game when I went with my man Rich, who's coming on next week, uh, who'll be on Wednesday. He took me to the Memphis Grizzly game. Richard, good friend from high school. Uh, They go together like peanut butter and jelly, the way uh, uh, Smokey said in Friday. You know, you ain't got ham, no burger. So the humiliation of of the NBA, if this gets found out, I don't think you, 
Ice Cube don't have time to make up a bunch of nonsense, you know. I think it's true. I think it's true. Um, they want they're, they're just mad that they couldn't think of it themselves. Okay, but like I've told you all a thousand times, that there is a big gap, and, it, and Ice Cube agrees with me in the sports calendar, folks, in July and August. Okay, not everybody can afford to go to vacation the whole time. Most of us are sitting at home. It's a thousand degrees outside. We're on the air conditioner and and we're watching Netflix. You know, I've talked about Stranger Things one time, uh, which takes a few years. It's a you know a few years here and there. Stranger Things comes out, but when Stranger Things released about three years ago, when they released their new season on the fourth of July. That was the highest rated uh, Netflix release date ever, ever. They, the split, the, the, I watched the whole season in one night. I got off at noon that day, and I watched the season till 10 o'clock at night. It was great. So I, I, I record the big three the last couple of years. You got Lisa Leslie's a coach there. Charles Oakley's one of the coaches, okay? Uh, it, it's a good lead, you know? Um it's a good league. It's fast paced. It's got music. Uh, they it doesn't have a clock. You just got to get to fifty. Uh, it, it, it when you think about it in its conception, you think, okay, uh, this looks cheesy. It looks like something maybe MTV would put on, like a celebrity best. But the truth of the matter is, uh, it they he, they the players play hard in the big three. Hand checking is allowed. Uh, it's very old school. People my age, uh, Chad's age, Carlos's age, who appreciate, we talked about it yesterday with Jeffrey Deskovic, appreciate the 90s basketball the big three's about, you know. And the NBA saw, they saw that as a, as a threat, you know. And, um, but I do think, I do think and hope the NBA gets humiliated and, and the big three, which I think they go to Brooklyn, to the uh, the Barclays Center, uh, I, I told you I, I sent a few emails out, uh, but Jason Whitlock couldn't get um, Ice Cube. He was going to do a uh, podcast tour last year, and he did that last summer. The bigger my platform gets, hopefully, I'll get an opportunity to uh, to, to get Ice Cube on on the program here. So uh, in the future, but I really do hope that he. Um, I hope that he uh, really proves the NBA to be wrong. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's like eight or nine weeks. Carlos says it's not a hundred plus games. Um, the Ch- Chad says trying to monopolize. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's it's against the law to have monopolies. That's why they're calling it an antitrust. Kudos to the um, Department of uh, Justice. Okay investigating the NBA. I love that. Right at the start of the season, huh? <laughs> you notice ESPN didn't talk about that story. That's why I'm better than they are, baby. Because they they that that's a conflict of interest. They can't talk about the NBA when they're airing the NBA. But uh, TMZ's got that story off Department of Justice investigating the NBA, folks. Uh, okay, another another interesting story. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. A few uh, about a month ago, 
uh, Travis Kels, we talked about him uh, doing the Bud Light commercial where you got the, ah, it's a funny commercial. It's a funny commercial. Uh, I joked about Travis Kels would do a commercial for anybody. I, uh, and maybe that's why he's got this new fame. He's got Taylor Swift going on. And, um, you know, but, hey, man, Hamas is pretty negative right now. But Travis Kels, if the money was right, he might do a Hamas commercial. If the, No, I kid, I kid. Uh, but Bud Light, okay. Back in April, had a marketing executive, young woman, totally... She, she, she's about 30-something. She's about six, eight years younger than me, living up in that New York City bubble, young, uh, uh, fast-track person, vice president of marketing. She takes a chance with this Dylan Mulvaney, this transgender person back in April, and puts him on these Bud Light commercials. And people say, no, nah, man, is America bigoted? Blah, blah. No, no. Over the last few years... Uh, there's been this thing where men are saying they're women and they're going out and, and, and competing in, in swimming tournaments. There's a guy that's six foot three, uh, college uh, swimmer. Uh, th- then he said he's a woman like two years into college and he's dominating all these women and being celebrated and all that. And so this thing's been going on for a few years now. So she's living in her bubble, not really in tune with the customer. And she, she hires this Dylan Mulvaney guy, puts him on the, and, and, you know, people get tired of it. They say, okay, we'll boycott you. We're tired of this stuff being shoved down our throat. Uh, uh, you know, uh, women and girls like my niece that, that, that's, a, that's a volleyball player um, should be playing against other girls, not guys my size and just say they're a girl after, after a week. Okay. So that's what that was all about. And uh, Bud Light sales plummeted. It started hurting the local distributions, uh, uh, distributions of the guy. You know the guy in the bug in the in the big trucks there. I talked to a few of them. I'm a carrier. I run into these guys all the time. And I almost thought about doing one of those jobs. It pays pretty good. You staff up the, but it's a lot of hard work. I mean, you gotta you gotta stock these grocery stores. But those those subcontractors and stuff that hurted them. So uh, they Bud Light essentially Anheuser Busch they they moved this woman. They realized she was way out of place here. They moved her and they started apologizing and putting getting away from that whole social thing that that she did. Took it upon her initiative and done herself there. And um, so they hired. Travis Kells, they started doing some more blue collar related commercials. Now, now they have uh, outbid Maduro, uh, uh, Carlos. That's the Mexican beer. Very popular. The number one selling beer. Uh, probably not saying it right. I've had a few. They're not bad. They taste better than um, Corona's. Uh, uh, so, but they outbid them double to do UFC. And Dana White made that menudo. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, uh, very good beer. I've had it before. We've got a really pretty uh, cool uh, Hispanic singles nightclub that I've been to a couple times here. Plaza Mariachi here in Nashville uh, with my friend Michael Limbald. <laughs> no, no relation uh, a few years ago. 
but that was ever all people were drinking there. Um, and uh, they had the UFC fight. They paid Dana White and UFC a hundred million dollars to be that sponsor to see the big uh, Bud Light Emma instead of Medulo, who's paying twelve million dollars for like six years. Now it's a hundred. 100 plus uh, 25 essentially paid to Dana White and UFC. They wanted to get so far away from what that woman was saying, uh, basically criticizing in an interview. She was criticizing the uh, before she put Dillo Mulvaney on, uh, you know, the frat. We want to get away from that frat boy image. I mean, she was very elitist, nothing personal, Carlos, but she was very coastal elitist is what I'm trying to say. Really out of touch. When I was living in New York, I, 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 I thought, man, you guys, some of my friends at Fordham, I mean, Topper and everybody ever cool from my friends from Connecticut, but a lot of them, they had that coastal elitist thing going on. You know what I'm talking about. The way, um, you know, uh, Nikki would say in uh, uh, Casino Pickles, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyways, so... Uh, a lot of people are saying, listen, we, we forgive Bud Light. We want those distributors to uh, get paid again, uh, get those sales back up. But if you try that crap again, you try to shove your social issues and your politics down the everyday average blue-collar working person who watches the game, who has the beer, which I don't hardly drink. I don't, I'm a water guy, you know. I'm a, I would drink water. Occasionally, I'll have a cigar on the weekend, you know. Maybe I'll have a beer. I mean, I have one with Carlos every now and then. We had a few in college, I'll say. So, but it, 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 it's, it's knowing your audience, you know. Uh, that, that's what every comedian, that, that, that's the rule. A friend Kenny, so I got to bring Kenny on, by the way. Carlos, you familiar with Stand Up New York? Uh, my friend Kenny that went up to New York with me from high school, he actually got to perform there one time. And the teacher there, I can't remember the guy's name, but he, my friend went to a class and he got an opportunity to do stand-up New York on amateur night one night. And the rule number one, he says, you've got to know your audience and you've got to find your voice within your audience. I mean, you, you, once you find your voice of who you are, then you'll, you'll be able to eventually find your audience. You've got to know your audience. Uh, so, yeah, so it was a smart move, you know? Uh, and, 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 yeah, you're right, man. Listen, I don't know a lot about UFC, and maybe Carlos will start bringing, doing some UFC topics next summer. I say that every year, and I never do it, but um, I, I know who John Jones is, and uh, that guy that gets his butt kicked all the time. I can't remember his name. Um, and you're right, Pickles. I should bring Kenny on. That's a funny dude. Um, Josh Allen got a nice run for a TD. And that's one that I had in the parlay, actually. Uh, Chad, that's the best news I heard all day. You know, I took that free parlay thing, guys. And um, where you, where you, where you, you do uh, if you go Fanduel and you pick three, if you pick three uh, likely scenarios, it's called a three three uh, in game parlay, same game parlay. And if you do the any time touchdown, uh, if you do the any time touchdown, 
thing in there, it jumps your odds up. And if you if you do plus four hundred or more, um, you, you get the you get the bet back. But the, the you know max bet is ten dollars. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Carlos says boxing lost uh, tons of deals. UFC is picking up deals. Yeah, yeah. So UFC. Uh, they're, they're picking up deals. I like Dana White. I don't agree with Dana White on everything. I know he slapped his wife one time in a bar. Uh, not too hard, but he did. They got caught on camera. He's a little controversial. He, But he does run the UFC right. I like what he did during COVID. He says, okay, we can't do this. We'll, we'll move our fights to these islands. And uh, he, he's a real ambitious guy. And uh, uh, so he he's... Uh, Interesting guy in my so I'm glad. Kudos. Uh pickle pickle says he thinks the Rangers will win in uh five games. Uh I would probably lean Rangers, although I do like the relief pitching of Arizona. I don't know enough about these two teams uh to make a call. Neither one was expecting to get here. Uh a lot of people were thinking it was gonna be maybe uh the Braves and Astros again or somebody like that. Um uh, especially in the off season, I think people leaning Yankees and everything else. So that's probably five or six games for the Rangers. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of them win. Arizona won back in 01. I know Rangers, I think they won back about eight or nine years ago. And, and so, uh, Parlo says Diamondbacks in five. Um, I have no idea. I, I just don't know enough about them. Uh, I, I know that uh, Rangers made some big off season acquisitions there. Uh, at pitching, they got a former pitcher from from the Mets, and, and that's a, that's about it. I'm just glad Phillies Bryce Harper lost. Uh, I think Bryce Harper was taunting, and I think he's bad karma. I know he's a big game player. You either love him or you hate him. He's not on my team, so I don't care for the guy. So kudos for the Diamondbacks for beating the Phillies. Um, they got humbled a whole lot there. So anyways, folks, if you'd like the show, share the show. I'm going to get on Carlos. I will see you tomorrow. We'll talk about the five biggest. Uh, he says, uh, I like that youth and chip on their shoulder versus Bocce. <laughs> Bocce. Yeah. Yeah. The Bocce from, um, that Arizona team. I mean, I forgot he was the manager of that's great. Uh, Giants teams, folks, that won uh, eight to ten years ago uh, in the baseball. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You know, today, folks, I was really tired, and I wasn't sure I was going to have enough material. But um, usually when when something like that comes about, I usually have my best shows, and today feels like one of those shows. So I really appreciate y'all uh, uh, participating tonight, tonight's program. And um, – I will see you tomorrow with Carlos, man, New Yorker Chavez. Same time, same place. Please, folks, if you like the show, please share the show. That's how we got to distribute the show. And uh, but, you know, basically what I was saying about Bud Light, I'm glad that people forgave Bud Light. And maybe Manheiser Bush and other companies realize don't push that nonsense on, on the everyday people, uh, their politics and whatnot. So that, that that's it in a nutshell. Uh, have a good night, everybody. I'm going to get off here and watch this game just like you are.